0: Scripture we're going to use this morning, but is, is God, where should we drop our nets? Do you remember where Jesus said, No, no, put your nets on the other side? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they caught a load. And it's like, so Peter's going, Who knew? It was just on the other side. And so we're going to be saying, God, where should we drop our nets? And then there'll be a moment in each time when, when we're going to write the names of those friends and family that don't yet know Jesus. And we're going to stand together as a church and we're going to pray over them. Amen. Um, So I encourage you to come along. Alex, great to see you. It's lovely to have you here. Will you mob him afterwards? I believe he's got a big birthday on Thursday. Um, Yeah, so make a fuss of him. Give him a... Rub his beard. Oh, look at you. I knew him as a boy. He's now a man. I was... um, I was praying and, 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 and talking to God about the new era, um, and I know we talk about it a lot, well, we each hear differently and at different times and at different speeds, and that's what I was doing, so I'm going to tell you, when I'm speaking, so I was praying and I was asking God um, just how he's going to navigate us, and he said, right, Ben, it's now time for you to uh, do your essay, I'm doing some more study, and I thought, oh, oh okay, God, um, okay, And um, I'd planned to do it a little bit later on on that day. And it's a book review. And the question that I had to work through on the book review is pick a chapter. So it was kind of great because I read like three chapters and thought, great. Now I'm just going to find a chapter that I like the heading. And I decided I was going to do chapter six. And and God said to me that you need to... Oh, have I written it down? Oh... I saved my, um, my stuff, and it didn't save. So bear with me. And the stuff that I wrote down, I then had to rewrite again. But I know exactly where it is. Because God said to me, Ben, I'll, I want you to read chapter 5, and not chapter 6. And I've not read this. And it says this. The goal of God's redemptive work is to restore his creation from the effects of sin. In his death, Jesus has conquered sin. And in his resurrection, he has inaugurated a new era of salvation and recovery. And God said to me, Ben, this new era will be marked out by these things salvation and recovery. So, salvation. Recovery. So I looked up salvation, I think this is, um, this is Cambridge, and you get a theological definition and you get a non. So the theological definition is salvation of a person or their spirit is the state of being saved from evil and its effects, that's me, sin, I, I've edited that bit, by the death of Jesus on the cross. This season we're coming into will be marked by salvation. Hallelujah. And then I thought, well, what's recovery? And you don't actually get a theological um, uh, definition of recovery, but it said this. The process of returning to normal, a normal state, that in health, emotion, or physical being. The process of returning to a normal state in health, emotion, or physical being. It also says the process of getting something back that was lost or almost destroyed. And recovery, as I prayed, I felt God say, Ben, recovery is that ongoing process of you returning to how things were before the fall. Because that is your normal. I mean, I don't know how we can call it normal. It's so, like, boring, isn't it? But that was, I think it was Watchman Nia wrote the normal Christian life. And it's just full of just adventure and thrills and spills and fear and the unknown. And he said, the recovery is you learning actually how to be more like me. Spiritually and emotionally. The ongoing process of being saved. The new era will be marked out by salvation and recovery. Amen. And this morning then, as we look at salvation, we're thinking about evangelism. And I'm going to use the word evangelism every time, because it actually makes me feel uncomfortable. I am not an evangelist. I'm a pastor. I love people. But you know, God has called me to evangelize. Do you know, God has called you to evangelize. So let's have a read of Scripture. I have to do it from here. So it was. This is Luke five one eleven NKJV's New King James Version. If you if you're here for the first time, you're thinking what on earth was that code? So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake Ganseret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets was breaking so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink when Simon Peter saw it he fell down at Jesus knees saying depart from me for i am a sinful man o lord for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken and so also were James and John the sons of Zebedee who were partners with Simon and Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. A profound scripture, full of imagery. And there's so much to touch on that's been done before. I'm not going to touch on it, all of it today. But it is profound because it's at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Not only does he call his first disciples, but he determines to give them a vivid picture of their mission. They no longer were to fish for fish. I had to think, is that right? Fish for f- No, it is right, isn't it? Yeah. They no longer fish for fish. He was doing an absolutely transformational change, and now you will fish men. The size of the catch does not only determine the size of the mission but more than anything it denotes the size of the fruits we should expect. I hold on to the fact that they'd been fishing all night and caught nothing. Because without condemnation it's not about that but I don't see enough people born again. I want to see more. And let me qualify that because (laughs) As I began to just pray, again, so because Matthew 28 says, go and make disciples. And that is part of the Great Commission. It isn't just asking people to say a prayer, responding to something that may have happened. It's actually the ongoing process of making disciples. That I want to see God's kingdom grown. I, please, i say that very humbly. Who am I? But I want to see God's kingdom grow, and do you know what? I want to see SCF grow. I'm not ashamed, but more importantly, I want to see people. What did Anna say? Saved from hell, and moved into the light. Where you go is immaterial, but you've got to go somewhere. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to head. You see, so okay, the net This is as I, as I was praying. The net represents the conversations we have with people about Jesus. I've caught one. We're having a dialogue. I'm talking about God. I mentioned prayer. Oh, my word. The boat represents their desire. Do you like that? To get on board. Boat. To get on board to become a follower of Jesus. That's the boat. But sometimes the process seems to stop there. Or we can't see where the process goes from there. Because getting to the shore represents being in an ecclesia. And I say an ecclesia, not church, because the two words don't even meet in Greek. Ecclesia is not a root of church. Church is actually a German word. I won't go there now. (laughs) Ecclesia was an assembly of people called out and set apart. And the trouble is, and this is no hinting about what's to come, but it's just true, whenever we say church, we think of this place. We think of a building. When actually an ecclesia is being settled and nurtured and grown in a group of followers of Jesus. It's called a community. It's called communitas. We call it church. But don't think of church. As these buildings, it is not. So the nets, the boats, the shore. It's wonderful I speak to people. It's amazing that they become born again or they choose to follow Christ. But it's when you are nurtured and cared for in an ecclesia that the seeds start to grow and the roots go deep. Amen. I felt strongly that our measure of followers is not... No, I'll stop there. It's not about the numbers of people. It's not about the prayers that I get people to see. It's about actually the journeying and the making of disciple. It's an ongoing process. And this is all of our responsibility. To share Jesus with people who do not know him. <laughs> I share people, I share Jesus with people all the time. Andrew and I have great conversations. Lorna and I have great conversations. She says, Ben, I really must now get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> To share Jesus with people who do not know him is all of our responsibility. I am a pastor. It is my responsibility to evangelize. I think um, somewhere in Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. I don't know, I've not gone into the Greek or the meaning, but it's like, I know you're not, Timothy, because you're a pastor, but do the work of. But do the work of. Let's have a look at some... Scriptures Acts 1:8 But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. John Stott argues we can no more restrict the command to witness than we can restrict the promise of the Spirit. We love the idea of the Spirit. We talk then about Acts 2, oh fire tongues, all that stuff. But the power of the Spirit was linked with being a witness. Being a witness is linked with being laying your life down for Jesus. Acts 8, 1 and 4, verse 1 says this, At the time of great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. As the apostles stayed, everybody else was scattered. Verse 4, Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Not just those who were chosen, who may have been called an evangelist, all those who were scattered. 1 Peter 3, 5, Always be ready to give a defence to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, but do it with meekness, I'm going to add, humbleness and with fear. Hope, in God's definition, is an eager anticipation of good. It ain't this. It's not this. Hope we can expect goodness to come. Amen. I can't do it. I'm not an evangelist. I know it's going now. I've been asked to speak to strangers, I've been asked to say weird, strange things. It's just not me. Your heart is going. Some of you have gone, if there's one little bit of condemnation here, I'm having him. I can't do it. I can't do it. I I, I love building the body. I'm a pastor. I love love people. But the idea of speaking to strangers, man, I, I just can't. Well, let's just remember what it is we're talking about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know I'm never going to die? Yes. This body will rot. But I'm never going to die because of that. I have, ooh, hello. I have accepted Jesus into my life and this morning if you have not accepted Jesus as your lord and savior then he offers it on a plate. It is recognising that actually I've been living my life for me, as good as it is. I've been doing great things. I work in charities. I I give my money away. But if Jesus, if you've not acknowledged him as Lord and Saviour, then that's the open door to a beautiful hope and to everlasting life in him. Amen? Amen. God does require those who respond to repent. Repent means I'm walking a different way. I was going this way in my attitudes, in my desires, in what I'm aiming for. I'm now turning around and I'm going this way. And God takes what was good while you walked that way and brings it with you, what he says is good. And actually you walk with with, with it. God does require those who respond to repent, turn from living their own way, idolatry, and orient their lives to Christ and his coming. John John sixteen seventy nine. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Do you know what? Our responsibility is to be available. And and all that pressure and any condemnation just goes in the light of that. Because it's the Holy Spirit who will work in people. It's the Holy Spirit that will work on the heart. He uses our words, He uses our actions. But the work that needs to go on inside of people, that's the Holy Spirit's job. My job as Ben is to be available, is to be there is to be willing to be used. We used to sing a song, Here I am, wholly available. As for me, I will serve the Lord. We have to remember that it is in, as we speak to non-Christians, as we speak to those that don't know him, not Christians who know better, but as we speak, it's with meekness, humbleness, gentleness, kindness. Look how Jesus dealt with the lady caught in the act of adultery. For those that don't know him, We just want to show God's love. Amen. And you know what? God uses you because it's you with all the gifts he has put in you. I'm getting ahead of myself because of time. You are unique. You have gifts and skills and abilities that no one else has because you are you. God will use you for the gifts he has put in you. And this will look different to someone else. We evangelise this way. God takes you for who you are. He takes your willingness and uses it to reach others. For some, it's going out on the streets, going up to strangers and asking them if they will pray. Where's David? David, where are you? Come and share. I'm going to start to go quick. So David, just share... Some of the things that you do when you evangelise and, and speak to people about it. Jesus. Don't I mind. Uh, Good morning, church. For those who don't know me. You're on? Oh, you're on, I'm on.
1: My name is Dave. And Ben has asked me to share what a little one For the last eight years or so, on the first Saturday of every month, from two to four in the afternoon, I can be found in front of the open-air market in Birmingham. With a team of like minded people offering prayer for healing to anyone who will accept us. We always pray in teams of two or three and always on our knees in the marketplace in front of the the open air market. Some stop, most just walk past. I find it very challenging and rewarding at the same time. And why do I do it? Why do I do it? Because I firmly believe that God has asked me to do this. I really do believe it's what he's asked me to do. And what I see as a result of it. And don't ask me what I, what I say to people as they walk past, because I haven't got a clue. The first word out of my mouth is usually, hello. And then after that, I don't know. I don't have a spiel. But it works. Okay. People want prayer. You'd be amazed how many people stop. We put six chairs out. And sometimes we have to queue wow. to who's one. It's that good. Wow. It's also, we also experience the exact opposite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you, David. Let's just give him a, a round of applause. <laughs> David has got a gift of making himself available to go and talk to strangers. That's what God has put within him. It's not the only way to share Jesus. Mark, will you come? I am. Oh, Oh, dear. Steady on Ben. I'm going to ask you a few questions, aren't I? So this is my mate Mark. Say hello Mark. Mark, how long have you been a Christian now? Uh, almost five years. Wow, has it been that long? Yep. My goodness, and we've walked a lot through together, We have. yeah? Loads yeah. of doubts, loads of highs, loads yeah. of lows as well. And, and together and I bet you. <laughs> yeah, he does, he does. And, and, Just talk to me a little bit about your work and just uh, just how that works and perhaps how you share. Yeah, sure. Um, I work in a really harsh environment
2: where lads are uh, swearing, they look at porn, uh, it's it's really harsh. Anyway, uh, I used to be a really shy guy, I still am, believe it or not, Um, but uh, God just speaks into my life all the time. My heart was hard, I never believed in any of this. And now my absolute mission is to tell every man I speak to about Jesus. Wow. That's what I do.
0: Now, early on this year, you had an accident. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, in July, uh, I do a lot of cycling. Um, a car pulled out and hit me. Uh, I knew I was, in, I was in a lot of pain. Uh, the guy was uh, really concerned for me. Um, I thought I'd puncture my lungs. I had five broken ribs and a bust finger. And I was lying on the, uh, the road, and the guy was saying, uh, uh, you don't want to speak to me, you hate me. And I could only whisper because I thought I'd puncture my lungs. And I'd, I called him over, I shook his hand, and I said, you know what, I forgive you, mate, because you didn't mean to hurt me, um, and there's much bigger things going on here mm. than, uh, than, you, than you see,
0: and, and God's a plan for us. So, yeah. so what happened then? At work, you, you did take some time off, yeah? With five broken ribs. Yeah, I took a day off, mate. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sorry, before, so what was happening... To yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'll just say... I know you time, mate. But, um, no, no, no no, the, no, no, yeah. The
2: police and ambulance were, were incredible, but um, the world that we live in, um, people wanted this man to, to pay the price for what he'd, he'd done. And uh, I made sure, because even when I was lying on the deck... I was praying for this man um, because God has softened my heart. Man, it's, it's unbelievable. Wow. And they, they, they wanted to condemn this man, and I said to him, Look, just tell this guy that I'm okay uh, and, and please don't worry. And, and that's what God does to you, man. He just absolutely changes you beyond wow. belief. Sorry, I'd missed that. Go I'm running you. Time. So
0: tell me about work. You have had some time off, I bet you got some stick. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. Um, So what happened at the hospital, they did a scan, and they found uh, something other than my broken ribs, and they said I had something wrong with my bowel. Uh, I didn't know what was going on with that. So uh, I left that alone. Uh, Three days after the accident, um, I said to Mandy, you know what, this is incredible because I'm going to come off the painkillers because I don't really need them. I'm sure I don't. It's not been heroic or anything like that. Um, so I went on to my doctor's uh, online uh, services, medical reports, and I did not realise what they were actually looking for was uh, bowel cancer. And I thought, so I had a day where I was thinking, oh my goodness, uh, this is not in my plan. Um, yeah. So I prayed about it and absolutely, the next day I thought, you know, you're either in this or you're not. You're all in. You've got to believe in everything or not. So I just just prayed about it and I was absolutely fine. You were, fine, I wasn't you were I? Completely I appeased. was fine after a day, one day. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, so I went to work, and uh, the guys were asking me why they hadn't seen me for a while, and I told them. And I said, "You know what? The accident's been a blessing in disguise." And they just looked shocked. And I said, "Well, they're looking for bowel cancer, so uh, and of course uh, had investigations." And you work with these guys, and you tell them you've had a uh, colonoscopy. You can imagine the conversations that they. They have. But you've got to, you know, you're in that environment, and you can't, like, um, not just say, you know, please don't talk to me like that. You've, you've got to be involved with it, um, but always have a, a heart of Jesus with in these conversations. And, and God's taught me how to change the way I used to speak to now, to, to be with these guys and not be
0: away from them. So the guys thought, you know, gosh, they were quite concerned if I... I remember I thought you should be really upset. And I so, was what are you doing back at work, Mark? You, you know, this must be really weighing heavily on your mind. And how did that work? Yeah,
2: their the response is, uh, they just look in shock. And they say, how, do you, how are you coping with this?
0: Because you weren't. I was So, yeah. Because and you, and it's a
2: really, you have to really make sure that they understand that it's not... Because, you, it, you know, it is a real blokey environment. And uh, you, you've got to show them that uh, you're not being like that. You, you're actually really assured in, uh, in your faith.
0: So you started to share why you were at peace? Yeah, and yeah. You, yeah. And, and you started to talk about your relationship with God?
2: Yeah. So at least 20 guys I spoke to. Wow. Um, and told them, you know what? Um, my wife isn't in bits about this. You know, it's, uh, we're really strong in our faith. And wow. God has a plan for us. And he's got a plan for everybody. That's so.
0: incredible. So God, God took your everyday circumstances. Yeah. And you took that step to share it. Yeah. And actually opened up to a whole load of conversations about your faith in God.
2: Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. my purpose to... Wow. Um, because wow.
0: God is all over me. Just feel it. And what was the results of the, the tests? Uh, they were great. They were, yeah. They're, so yeah. the fact is
2: something which... Uh, it's non I think. But,
0: but you've not got bowel cancer. No. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Just through... Every day, I'm going to turn this off, chaps. Just through everyday conversations, this is what's going on in my life, and, and let me tell you how I'm managing it. I was praying with my um, um, tri- triplet, and I was saying I'm quite bothered that... Um, I kind of don't have any non-Christians, and I really feel it's important that I want to share my faith with people outside of the church. And I said, I, 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 I could kind of cheat and say, well, Lord, my job is to help everybody else share, and that's all the space and time I've got. So the guys in my triplet, we, we prayed. And then a bit later on, I started to talk about this relationship with the dad that does the school run. And, and I've not got a lot of time, so I'll keep it short. And, and we, we're both doing the school run because we have to. Y- yes, that's right. They are our children. Yeah. And we just started to chat. It's been going on for months and months and months. And we chat about stuff. Then all of a sudden he said, um, I'm really concerned, but my nephew Chloe, who's 10, has got a brain tumor. And I'm just really quite concerned this morning. So I said, I will pray. Do you mind if I pray? Because you realize I go to church. And, yep, yeah, yeah, sure. So I did. We came to church. I had a leadership meeting. Got all the leaders around and praying that the operation would go well and that um, she would not have uh, cancer. Um, two days later, he comes up to me and he hugs me. Yeah, this is this is a chap um, you know who 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 doesn't go to church and he hugs me and he thanks me for praying. My my point is actually I didn't realise. I'm sharing this with the guys. I'm sharing this with my triplet, And they're saying, Ben, you were asking us to pray because you're not witnessing to anybody. Do you realize you're doing it? <laughs> and I hadn't really put two and two together. And now we've maybe chatted a couple of times since about God and prayer and stuff because there's an ongoing thing with Chloe. She was fine. Yeah. But now we actually walk up together and we're becoming friends. The other day, we were chatting so deeply about stuff he runs, I run, um, that we lost our daughters. (sighs) And the next stage now is to perhaps see how we can meet up outside of the safe security of the school run, Yeah, and maybe go and have a drink, maybe in between move along because it's only an hour. But without realising it, I'm just sharing what's within me and what's going on, and I'm witnessing to this man. It does not have to be... Strangers on the streets. It doesn't have to be, you've got to find a word. It can be. And there's so much more I wanted to share. But we've run out of time and I've got some important announcements. Um, oh. It's not as hard as you think. Share your life. Share, share what's going on in your life. And when you're a follower of Jesus, it comes through. Um, God will stretch you. I can't promise that your heart won't beat quicker. Yeah, when, when Gosh, I'm going to tell this friend who I've worked with for ages, and he doesn't know that I'll go to church. I'm going to choose today to tell him that I'm going to church. I can't promise that you won't get nervous, have cold sweats. It's a bit like, now not all of you, but I sort of think, Lord, what's the analogy? It's a bit like when I was dating, and I'd be around a girl, and, and, and we'd see each other, and, and, and we were just friends. And, and I get to the point where this can't go on for much longer. It felt like months later, it had probably only been like a week. But it's like, I can't, I, I kind of need to, and, and you start, you're thinking, I'm going to do it now, I'm going to ask her out. When I told my mum this, she said, where are you going to take her? No, 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 mum. You know, I'm going to ask her to be my girlfriend. And it's like, even thinking about it, i got Nervous, my heart started to pump, you know, and, and I build up courage and I miss the opportunity. And then the next time I finally do, and I don't know what's going to happen, is she going to reject me? I mean, as you choose to step out, I can't promise it won't, it, it won't be uncomfortable. I can't promise it won't be nervous. I can't promise you won't stumble and stammer just like me. I can't promise, boys, she'll always say yes. I can't promise it'll always end well when you choose to share Jesus. I can't promise that everybody will go, oh, wonderful, when can I come? But the need to be available and partner with the Holy Spirit is what's there. See, it's because of that, you see, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before you. I can't promise people won't hate you. I can't promise that. Faith isn't faith if you only believe when it's safe. Faith isn't faith if you only believe when it's safe. I want to do two more things. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. And, and God says to, to do it again. Can you believe that over the next 12 months... you? you'll start to share your faith. Can you believe? Can you choose to believe that actually, and maybe some of you are, but maybe there's a next step in the the journey. It's kept safe. Like the school run, it's become a safe relationship with Germany. Germany? (laughs) It's become safe. Some of you, it's like, what's that next step? Can you believe that this year you may actually offer Christ to somebody? Or is that so far away from your thinking? Can you believe this year? What will you believe for this year? There's that scripture. Lord, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. And if you're willing, and I did do this a couple of weeks ago, but the Lord said this morning, it came out of the prayer room, that he wants to light a fire in people who are willing to step out of the boat to all of those analogies. And if you're willing, I want you to stand. It doesn't have to be everybody. Nobody's looking. In fact, close your eyes. And if you are willing to step forward in sharing your faith, then before God, will you just stand? And we're just going to hold our hands out, and we're going to ask Holy Spirit to come. Oh, sorry. Holy Spirit, come. Look at these people standing who are making a choice this morning. We have our eyes closed. We're not looking around. It matters not who is and isn't, Lord. I am standing. Father, will you fill us with your Holy Spirit as we choose to take a step of faith and move forward in sharing you? Name of Jesus. Amen Just hold for a moment Lord, light a fire Father, from this day forth Lord, may we do things differently May you show us opportunities To step forward through our own gifts Through the things you've placed in us Strangers, friends, work, colleagues They need to know you Light a fire, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Will you please be seated, because I want to, linked into that, I want to share with you some exciting things that are moving forward within evangelism. And I'm going to read, because it is good to get it right. Salvation and recovery will be the mark of this new era. Over the last 12 months, you will have heard members of the leadership team talk about the importance of evangelizing. If you remember the road in 2017, it goes back further and further. We have had a desire to see people not just come through our doors. Do you know we have more non-Christians come through our doors than Christians each week. But it's not that. It's that, we, that, that people would choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. As elders, we recognize that we need that we had a need for that spirit of evangelism to be imparted to us, that we would not talk and share about Jesus only, but that we would see people come to know Jesus and come to settle in an ecclesia. Our desire was that for some, that would be SCF. We also recognised that we wanted to see a framework established for members of SCF to engage in evangelism here through Sully Christian fellowship. We are lo- looking for a f- We were looking for a five-fold evangelist. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of saints, that's the everybody again, for the edifying of Christ. We felt that this was best served by seeking to employ an evangelist. Some of you will recall myself and others mentioning it. In seeking the right person, we went out to our network of churches to see if there was an individual who carried that anointing. Over a number of months, God has not brought forth the right person for that employed role. And after much prayer, we determined to no longer be seeking an employed evangelist in that way. Craig, David, and myself, along with... Martin Allen have continued to pray about how God might fulfill what was on our hearts to see a spirit of evangelism imparted here at SCF and see many people come to know the Lord. Through that prayer time, we felt it right to stop seeking an employed evangelist and we felt directed to connect with recognized organizations that carry the evangelist anointing to see and explore where God might lead us. We started to look amongst those we already had a relationship with. Jonathan Conrath was a student of Don Durbel and first came to speak at SCF almost eight years ago. He's the founder director of Mission 24. Mission's 24 vision is, the vision of Mission 24 is to impact the nations with the life-changing power of Jesus. In Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said, the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a witness to every nation and the end shall come. They do this through missions in various areas. Jonathan has a global ministry. not that only sees people come to know Christ, but he also works with churches to help them engage more in evangelism through training and ongoing support. Mission, also, Mission 24 also runs an internship that our very own Audrey has been on. I'm sure if you speak to Audrey, she will tell you some amazing stories where they teach to, seek to teach you, equip you, and release you. As elders... We, um, Craig, Dave, and I have met with Jonathan on more than one occasion and we are sensing the beginnings of a relationship. We've invited Jonathan to come and speak to the church and encourage us on the evening of December the 8th. Some we are going, ah. Oh. Jonathan was spending the whole weekend in liverpool but felt it was right that he come and changed his plans to make this time it was the only time he could give us and even in giving us this he bent his times he is sensing that this is the beginning of a new relationship as well as elders we thought this is hugely important and we want as many of the church to be there to that end we have decided to move our service for that day, meeting only in the early evening, 6.30pm till 8, which will give us time for ministry afterwards. We feel that this was so significant that we wanted this meeting to be our focus for the day. Enjoy your mornings. You can get a Sunday morning lo- l- lie Come and join us. We felt that this was so significant that we wanted this meeting to be our focus. For some of you, it may mean having to make plans so you can be there. Our aim is to have it in the hall. We will worship. We will have a Sunday service and Jonathan will be our speaker. We feel that God's hand is in this. Time does not permit, but God's timing is always perfect. And had we reached out to Jonathan even one month earlier, then the door would not have been open to us. We were an answer to Jonathan's prayer. God's timing is perfect. Amen. It is the beginning of a relationship and we want to explore together. And we're looking at things that we can do in 2020 with Jonathan as well, and we will share more things with you. For now, will you come and join us at 6:30 p.m. on the 8th of December? We're looking forward to seeing with what God will do as we seek to move forward in evangelism. And we are sensing that Jonathan may play an important part in helping us, equipping us and sending us Amen Amen. Heavenly Father the time is late Lord I pray as we've made the day a focus on evangelism Lord Jesus that even what you've done this morning you would start that light within us that will cause us to step out of the boat all of those words Lord and trust you we thank you Lord Jesus this beginnings of a relationship with Jonathan and we pray Lord Jesus that the eighth Lord that you would go ahead Father God, that you would prepare our hearts, that you would give Jonathan a direct word and the church would be strengthened and encouraged. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, church. I know we've run on a a bit late.